Welcome to the First NAS Podcast. Let's listen in to Pastor Paul this week as he preaches from Psalm 145 with a title on his sermon, Encouragement to Go On, from his Lenten series, Water for the Way. We are getting toward the end of the season of Lent. Next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and so the palms have been ordered. They haven't arrived yet, and so we're hopeful that the palm branches will be here on Palm Sunday, and we'll be waving them, and uh, we're, we're anticipating. But Palm Sunday is kind of like, I know what I'm going to be preaching on Palm Sunday. I'm going to be preaching about Jesus' triumphal entry into, into Jerusalem. And then, and then Easter, like that's, you know, it's pretty well set. We've got a script for Easter. And so this is the last Sunday of the season of Lent and preparing for Easter that we have like total liberty, right? We can do whatever we want today. And there, there are no rules. And so I'm breaking all the rules today. I'm breaking all the rules today. And we're, we're going to Psalm 145. And if, you, if you're familiar with like the last few chapters of the book of Psalms, they're all these like super praise Psalms, right? You know, the, the Psalm, uh, the late in the book of Psalms, you get the praise him with the trumpet and with the lyre and praise him with the cymbal and the drum. You know, all of the, all of the good, just praise God over and over, praise God Psalms are toward the end of the book of, of Psalms. And so when we get, we're almost there at Psalm 145. This is very much a psalm of praise. You would think if you've been paying attention over the season of Lent, if you've been paying attention to what I've been preaching, and you heard I was going to be in the book of Psalms today, you would think, oh, he's going to Psalm 51. He's going to talk about, oh, purify me with hyssop, Lord. You know, you uh, uh, see if there be any, any wicked way in me. Search me, O oh Lord. Like that, that psalm fits with the Lenten themes. Psalm 145, not quite as, as Lenten as you would think, but it's not a mistake. It's just that there are no rules. And so, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one to, to wander if there are no rules. If you don't give me a guideline, you know, we'll just go wherever, right? So it may seem a little strange, uh, this season of fasting, taking seriously our sin. But we, we should remember though, the, the reason we go here is because the reason that we can confront our sins, the reason we can confess our sins to God is because God is gracious and good and kind and loving. And, and God loves us even when we come face to face with the worst of our sins. God loves us. There, there's nothing in us that, that keeps God from loving us. And that right there, it's reason to praise God. And so we're, we're going to go through uh, a psalm of praise today. And, and uh, we, we, approach, we approach the psalm with a couple of purposes, kind of always a couple of purposes, I suppose, when we approach Scripture. But the, this psalm is going to give us, first, it's going to give us a, a little bit of a reminder of who we are in relationship to God and, and where we sit in relationship to God. And then it's going to talk about how we react to God when we sit in right relationship with God. And so we're, we're going to begin, I'm going to read the first half, uh, the first 13 and a half verses of, of the book, or of Psalm uh, 145. And then, uh, 
and then we'll talk about that, and then we have some other activities planned, and then we'll continue on. Okay? All right, so Psalm 145, 1 through 13a is uh, my first passage here. It says, I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. So Psalm 145, it's, it's an acrostic. You didn't catch it because it's not an acrostic in English. It goes through the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, every, every two lines starts with a new letter in, in the Hebrew alphabet. I've never seen uh, a translation that tries to keep the acrostic, but I've experienced that trying to fill out the alphabet uh, with words of praise, and it's kind of a cool, cool experience. Uh, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, so there's, there's 21 verses. Uh, verse 13 has two, two letters, and so that how it, that's how it gets to, to uh, 20, 22 letters. And the psalm at the beginning, you see it's a psalm of praise of David. Um, and historians, people who study how the psalms were used in the Old Testament, they, they don't think that this one had any particular uh, formal religious ceremonial purpose. It, it's just a psalm of praise. And so it, this might be one that like a family would, would sing at night. You can kind of imagine a family going through the ABCs uh, talking about all of the ways that God is good. And it'd be kind of easy to, re to memorize because it goes through the ABCs and, and it's uh, helpful in that way. And the psalm sort of slips between this language speaking to God and then speaking about God, which isn't uncharacteristic of the psalm. Some of the psalms do that, some don't. Uh, but it's characteristic of our worship, right? Like even, even in our worship this morning, I think we, we talked about God and then we talked to God, and, and we slip back and forth in, in that language of praise. It's just typical praise language where we remind each other and remind ourselves who God is, and then we go directly to God and, and remind God who God is in, in our worship. And, and so uh, as, as we look at, at this psalm, we remember the first purpose is to remind us who God is, and, and the psalm really puts a fine point on the fact that God is king over his people. God is king over, over the people who, who look to him, right from verse 1 and, and throughout. 
And, and as king over his people, God has power over them. And, and uh, people are supposed to put themselves sort of rightly in relationship with a king. You don't tell a king what to do. <laughs> you thank a king when a king acts. And, and so people are encouraged to, to put themselves in the right position in front of the king. Also as king, God is highly concerned for the well-being of his people, right? There, there is this like authoritative position of a king, but then there is, there is a good king serves uh, his people. And so God is a good king. He is, he is concerned about the well-being of his people. And, and that's a point that the psalm just makes out over and over again, that uh, God, is, God is utterly concerned and compassionate toward his people. And then the psalm points out God's just complete worthiness of praise. God is just so worthy of praise. I, I love how it begins with that idea, like, every day, I'll exalt your name forever and ever. Uh, verse 2, I will praise you every day. Yes, I'll give you praise forever. Um, and, and then it, it talks about the reason why we praise as well. It talks about first that we praise God because of all of the great things God's done. Like kind of duh, right? It's kind of a no-brainer. We, we praise God because of all of the things he's done. But we, we recognize by, by looking at this psalm, we aren't, we aren't like, uh, we aren't unique in our ability to see that God has done great things because actually every generation before, before us has taught their kids to, to praise God. And, and so we, we just fall in line with the people who, who call the Lord our God when, when we teach our kids to, to praise. And so uh, the, psalm, the psalm tells us, you know, every day, the psalm tells us, every generation, uh, the psalm tells us that, that we ought to praise. And so this morning we're going to do something uh, that is going to make many of you squirm. It makes me squirm just a little bit. Uh, we're, we're going to do, we used to, when I was a boy, I remember uh, doing testimony in the church. And, and today, we're going to have an opportunity to give some testimony in the church. And uh, I, I have begun by, I, I've primed the pump a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Maggie has, is willing, uh, two weeks ago our teens were away at, at uh, winter retreat. And so I asked, I asked Maggie if she would be willing <clears throat> to share just a little bit about winter retreat. She's getting more excited every moment, I can tell. Uh, Peter has a microphone. He's going he's gonna to come in and help Maggie out. Yeah, that just thank you, Jordan. So Maggie, will you, will you talk about just how you experience God through, through the winter retreat? Yeah, so... A little background, prior to winter retreat and just like throughout my whole life, I've really struggled with my prayer life. It's been something that I've just really struggled to um, connect with God through. I'm just like, I've always felt like I don't know how to pray. I don't know what to pray about. Like, I've just really struggled with that. So fast forward to prior to winter retreat, there was a group of us that got together with our speaker, Jeff Pernsteiner, and it was like five of us. And we met over Zoom and we just started praying and asking God like, to work in our lives as we were at Winter Retreat, and it's something I've never done before, just, like, got together with a group of people and, like, uh, talked about what we wanted to see God do at Winter Retreat, and it was just a really good experience, and then at Winter Retreat, we continued before every session, we'd just pray and, like, 
invited God to come and work in all of our lives, and it was just really, really cool. And there was never, like, one aha moment at Winter Retreat that I was like, oh, my gosh, I suddenly get it. But after Winter Retreat and after spending all this time beforehand and at Winter Retreat just praying and, like, saying, Lord, I want you to show up and I want you to move, and reflecting on that afterwards was really, really cool because I finally was like, I get it a little bit more. I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm perfect at praying. I don't think there's a right way to pray. But I finally feel like I can pray and I know that God's listening because I saw him work at Winter Retreat. And I know that he answered my prayers because I know he worked in my life. And I know we worked in so many other people's lives. And after Winter Retreat, we started finding ways to practically live out what we had learned and I think that was an answer of our prayers before and I know that you guys all prayed and I want to thank you for that because I know God answered them and I just want to say thank you well done let each generation tell its children your mighty acts uh Maggie is the young generation here she's telling us of God's mighty acts. Is there anybody else that, in a younger generation or an older generation that would like to, to speak to how God has, uh, how you've experienced God's, God's full disclosure of God's self? How, how you've experienced God in the last, let's go two weeks. Let's, uh, let's give you a mic, Dave. In his creation, I am, I am just amazed at as I walk out in, in this springtime and see the green and, and see the night crawlers that I'm looking for so I can go fishing somewhere. <laughs> or I go with my buddy Glenn over there and we go out and we just say, thank you, Jesus, for letting us be here today in this place, in this moment. And not only that, then I get to come on Sundays and I get to smile and wave at each one of you. So God gave me you as well. I am so blessed that our God is so great and so unsearchable in his love and his abundant life for us. Amen. Amen. Who else? Oh, Gary. I guess I'd be classified in the older generation. Really? I remember being young and thinking, well, someday I am going to get old. I just didn't think it was going to come this fast. <laughs> but I have to praise the Lord today. I've been through a lot of ups and downs in my life. And I know many of you have too. But the footprints in the sand, I'm sure you're all acquainted with that. He's come along and helped me through that part of my life that I went through in those struggles. I can't even begin to tell you. The joy and the bitterness has, the bitterness has gone from my life to be able to praise Jesus daily. And I just praise him today. Amen. Thank you, Gary. Who else? Hope can make you run. There you go. My Jesus knows just what I need. Oh, yes, he knows just what I need. He satisfies and every need supplies. Yes, he knows just what I need. Amen. Thank you, Glenn. I'll tag on with Glenn. That was perfect. It's like we, we practiced this. Two weekends ago on a Friday, it's like, I can't do this. 
there's too much coming, and Lord, I give up trying to control what needs to be done. And in 24 hours, literally 24 hours, we found we're going to Boston. I'd made a mistake on the tickets. God showed me the tickets. We were able to get that taken care of so we didn't show up a day early to Pullman. We um, found housing. They called me on a Sunday night and said, I've got housing for you now. Mm -hmm. Annika's going back. I was going to have to fly to Santa Rosa. And God made it so that same weekend, um, somebody said, hey, I, from Santa Rosa, I'm coming up to Boise. Anyone want me to bring a dog on back for them? Mm -hmm. I said, yes. And I said, but I'll have to find somebody who will keep her for six weeks before turning. She said, oh, I'm a breeder. I'll just take her, and I'll take her to special classes and all that. And we added onto our house, so we have a one-level living room now, or a living space. But we didn't have any place for anyone to sit. And I happened to zoom onto Facebook, and there was a couch and a love seat that we just in perfect shape and everything for next to nothing. We brought that home that day. Those were all major things weighing on me. How was I going to make all this work for our family? And when I said, God, I can't do it. You just got to work this all out. And he did. Praise God. Your all-inspiring beads will be on every tongue. You said uh, something about two weeks. Well, I'm going to go back over 70 years. Uh, I was a little kid, and my grandmother had 34 Chevy. And uh, we, my brother and I went to church with her on Sunday night, and we pulled up there, and this is a white stone building. And I was probably six, five, six years old. And there was nobody there. And But my grandmother looked at me and says, you know, let's just go down to the basement and pray. And that's where it all started. Mm. And today, I'm, over 70 years later, I'm still walking with the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Terry. All the way from the back, Peter. Sorry, Ken. She's been waiting patiently. So last Sunday, our small group leader um, encouraged all of us to invite somebody to church on Easter. And that is not my strong suit. And I was on the phone at work, and a lady that used to come to this church called my work, not knowing that I was there, but called my work. And so I did the work business, and then I said, you're the daughter of somebody that used to go here. And she said, yeah. And I told her my name, and I invited her to church. And it wasn't somebody that I would normally run into. And God just put her in my path. Praise God. <laughs> Can't still up. Um, I just wanted to share that I'm in a, a small men's accountability group um, and I've shared to you the exact same thing as you Maggie that you know I'm a lot older but I still struggle with prayer and how to make it a regular part of my life every day and so it's inspiring to me to hear a young lady stand up and and admit the same thing and that she's 
found ways to, uh, you know, make it a, a better part of her life or that God is guiding her. It's inspiring to me too. So thank you. Praise God. From generation to generation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this goes back more than a, a couple weeks, but uh, two years ago, my wife and I were on a vacation. We had planned eight weeks and during the seventh week, we were in Texas, and we decided, uh, talked about it, and decided we needed to go home. Uh, just something nudged us that we needed to be here. And we got home on a Sunday, and on Monday, I had a stroke in my yard. Uh, if we'd have been on the road, we may not have had the same result. But she recognized the signs and took me to the hospital. They get put an IV in. And uh, 24 hours later, all of my faculties come back, and I don't appear to have lost anything. And and it's just God being in our life, telling us where we need to be, and sometimes he guides us mm-hmm. right where we need to be. Thank you. Amen. Do I have to stand up? You can sit. Okay, thank you. Um, So I work at Blue Lantern Coffee Shop, and there is a man that keeps coming in, and his name is Randall. He's a sweet, uh, well, yeah, he's he's sweet. Um, And he's in his 70s, and I was a little scared of him at first just because he's a very intimidating type of man. Um, and he, he's the type of customer that tells me how to make his drink. Don't do that. Um, and so it always scared me because he'd always go, no, 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 that's wrong. Dump it and try again. And it was like, Ooh. so then one day we just got to talking and I asked him, um, so Randall, do you go to church? Do you, do you believe in anything? Do you believe there's a God? And it just, I, I never would have asked that question, not like that, straight up out of the blue. And, but I did that day, and I know it was the Holy Spirit, and we got to talking, and um, he, he's never been married. He lives all alone. He's a very, very lonely guy, um, and my heart just broke for him, and I've gotten to really know him, and he, he keeps coming back, and I'm not scared of him anymore. Um, and we've just had really good conversations about the Lord, and um, I just shared what the Lord has done in my life, and I we talked about free will, and I told him, um, you know, when I get to heaven, I want to see you there, and I'm going to keep praying because that's where my free will comes in hand. I'm going to pray for you, even if you don't care. I don't care that you don't care. So um, it's been really great, and it's been, it's been fun to see the Lord um, close a gap between the two generations. So... It's been a pleasure. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. What a great reflection you've been of that. See, does this work? It works. Okay. I'll say the same thing I shared at family camp, which is that I get lots of reminders to not judge people which is God's job anyway, but just that I never know what they're actually going through. Amen. Thanks, Johnny.
<laughs> How I thank God that He is um, omnipresent God. Uh, Ray and I had been gone for a few weeks from here, and wherever we were, God was also there. We were in some kind of tight situation, but God just sent angels. And wherever we were on Sundays, we were even able to worship with you. So our God is everywhere. Amen. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about your majesty and glory in your, of your reign. So this is a squirrel story, and it speaks to how God cares for all of his creation, even things that we don't necessarily like. I'm not a big squirrel fan. They eat the cherries, and they eat the grapes in my garden. I didn't get a single grape this last year because the squirrels came in and ate them all. So I um, was talking with my husband and said, you know, I want to get a trap and trap them, see if we can't get rid of them. He's like, okay, and Tractor Supply just came into Orofino, so I went on down there, and um, they had some traps, and um, the clerk who went and helped me to get them down and was telling me about them um, said, hey, my wife and I, we just moved up here a couple years ago, and we don't have any squirrels on our property, and we would love squirrels. If you catch some, you know, get, um, he wrote his name and number on the paper around the trap, give me a call. So that was actually like back in January, and I just didn't get around to catching squirrels until two weeks ago, <laughs> and caught a squirrel. So we called him up. Yeah, he came and got the trap, took it home, got the squirrel out, gave us back the trap. Next day, caught another squirrel. We have given him five squirrels, and his <laughs> wife was so excited after the first squirrel, she went out and bought several dried um, corn cobs, you know, corn dried on the cob, bunch of seeds, all this kind of stuff. Um, they'd been putting out lettuce and other things for the squirrels, and I just thought, if that's not a lesson in God's goodness <laughs> to all of his creation, if he's going to take care of the squirrels like that, just, you know, like Jesus says, he takes care of the sparrow, not one falls without him knowing it. He planned in advance to take care of those squirrels. He put the right guy, Alan, at the store when I was buying a trap who wanted squirrels. And so God loves not only us, but he loves his creation and he cares for them. Yes. Amen. And Winter, does he live across the river so the squirrels can't get back to your yard? Okay. <laughs> Judy and then... Uh, we could do one or two more, but we'll. Hi, um, I'm 84, and I think some of these psalms and some of this today really speaks to your heart. I don't care what your age is. Um, I've been blessed to be God's daughter for a very long time, and I am honored that he shows up every day and loves me, and he gets better and better. I don't care how old you are. Thank you. Amen. Thanks, Judy. When I was in high school, I was in a car wreck and broke my back. And uh, while I was in the hospital, I had no feeling from my waist down. And uh, the church prayed for me. And uh, the doctor told me that on my birthday, I could... Uh, try to walk and mom helped me up and I walked to the telephone called the doctor and told him that I was that I walked to the phone 
he said there was an 80% chance I'd never walk again. Wow. And I was able to hunt for another 55 years. <laughs> so God Thanks. is in the business of healing. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. At one retreat, Jeff talked a lot about like being a bucket carrier, and he described that as needing to like pick up the gospel and take it with us wherever we went. This really like helped me realize that I can do that today. I don't like need to wait. I guess he talked about how he doesn't like it when people say that teens have potential. He says that we have opportunities, and that really helped me like realize I don't need to wait. I can do like take my bucket now. Amen. We don't talk about the church of the future around here. We talk about the church because you're the church. Everybody's the church. We're the church. We've got one more. Okay. We've got a phone in. Okay. Pastor Ryan, he mentioned, is not, not feeling very great today. He's at home watching us. And he just messaged me and said that a very expensive radiation therapy is, he just found out, is covered in full, and he's going to begin that on in May. So Praise God. Praise God. Thank you very much, Peter, for walking around for me. I appreciate it. Uh, the psalm continues. Sorry, was I missing something? The psalm continues. And uh, we're, uh, we'll just continue through and, and uh, read the rest of the psalm in, in uh, Psalm 145, verse 13b, the second half. It says, The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The, eye, the eyes of all look to you in hope, and give them, you give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord, and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever. The psalm doesn't just tell us about God, it tells us about us. It tells us about where, where we belong in the hierarchy, in the pecking order. We, we are those who praise God because of how great God is and, and who God is. Uh, I'm, the, this last section of the, of the psalm reminds us to, to be attentive of the things that we ought to be praying for, and it reminds us uh, that, that the Lord is faithful to, to hear us when we bring him praise. I love verse 18. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. During Lent, we have been trusting in God's provision. We've been fasting. We've been repenting. We've been coming to God, asking for God's mercy for us. We, we've been looking at the ways that we put barriers between ourselves and God and other people in God and reminding ourselves God doesn't put those barriers there. We put them there. We, we're the ones who, who build build rules before that we have to fulfill before we get to God. We are the ones who, who try to, to make it more difficult than it needs to be. Uh, 
Uh, and so this psalm, this psalm, maybe it seems like a departure, but it, it reminds us that it would be pointless to confess our sins to God if God didn't want to hear us. But God does want to hear us, and God listens and is attentive to us. It, it, would be, it would be pointless to confess and to repent to a God who doesn't follow through. But God is faithful. God is, is forgiving. God loves it when his children turn toward him. It'd be pointless to pursue a relationship with God if he wanted nothing to do with us. But again, God is, is, is desiring a relationship with each and every one of, of, his, uh, of his creations. And so today we, we remember that, that, it, that God's plan is for these qualities, God's, God's desire for relationship, God's faithfulness, God's forgiveness, these qualities are supposed to be on display through the people who call the Lord their God. And, and so we are called as, as God's people to be ambassadors of this good news. We are called as God's people to, to find those who are longing for connection in our world and, and to point them toward God and to be, to be God's hands and feet, to love them as we love ourselves. We're, we are called to, to offer forgiveness. Uh, we're, for, we're called to, to offer kindness. And, and so... This is, this is who we are in light of Psalm 145. The, the people of God's kingdom sent out into a world to continue talking about how good he is, to continue living in a way that makes it look like he actually is that good. Uh, it, it would be a good thing for us from, from this point to, to not make praising God just like something we did on Sunday. Uh, it would be a good thing that if, if you're gathered with your small group this week or if you're around your family table this week or if you're with other, other Christian friends to, to just remind one another of the ways that God has been good to you, of the, of the testimony that you didn't have time to share because we had too many people jumping up and down and, and uh, you didn't get to it. An, another good conversation might be for us to consider how we would reflect these good qualities to, to the people we come into contact with day in and day out. Psalm 145, it's going to remind us to, to celebrate and worship, even in this sort of reflective and serious season of Lent. We, we are people of praise constantly. We started the season of Lent, you remember, on Ash Wednesday when, when we took ashes on our foreheads, a reminder of, of how fleeting life is, uh, a reminder of, of the seriousness with which we take our sins, like in the Old Testament when, when men and women would mourn by putting on sackcloth and sitting in ashes. Uh, we, we mourned over the seriousness of our sins. But even in, in this serious season, we, we can celebrate, we can sing, we can be upbeat, because we don't mourn and confess and lament or repent without hope. Uh, the hope of who God is, is, is what gives us the will to go on, the reason to go on, day in and day out. So our worship team is going to come, we're going to sing one more song of praise. 
and, uh, and thanksgiving. But let me pray for you while they come. Our Heavenly Father, we do love you. We thank you, God, for the reasons we have to, to praise, and we thank you for this time that we could be reminded by one another of the good things that you've done for each of us. We thank you, God, for testimonies of salvation, of healing. Thank you, God, for, for testimonies of just the little ways that you work, putting the right neighbor in, in the way uh, when, when we have a problem and can be a solution to a problem that they have. We thank you, Lord, that you, you walk with us in relationships and you help us, God, to, to find good. And, and when your people reflect your goodness, we, we act patiently and we wait for you to do something good in a relationship. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to, to speak to us in this week. Remind us of all the reasons we have to give you thanks and praise. And remind us, Lord, that, that we can be reflections of your goodness to the world around us. Help us, Lord, as we endeavor to do just that. Help us, God, to be people who always have your praise on our lips. People who live as if we, we are in the presence of a good and kind God every moment. Because, Lord, we are. We are, we are in your presence always, and you are always good and kind to us. We thank you, God, for this truth, for the truth that we've been able to celebrate this morning, and we pray that you would continue to speak to us as we consider your goodness through this time and through this week, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the First NAS podcast. We'd love to see you in person next week, Palm Sunday at 1700 8th Street here in Lewiston, Idaho.